With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Failure is not an option. What difference at this point does it make? said it was going to be fun. This is Real Talk, a fearless, poignant, and intrepid show where truth speaks louder than words. This is Real Talk with your host, Audrey Russo. It happened before. It will happen again. It's just a question of when. Time's a luxury we don't have. Hey, and welcome. This is Real Talk, and I'm your host, Audrey Russo, and this is where the best in the arts and culture get it right. Besides me singing on the intro there, that was Toby Mack with Unstoppable. And we have three fabu guests for you. Are the Democrat racists of BLM using the black community to cover their hateful Marxist deeds of the cancel culture toward our nation? Well, we're going to hit this and more with the author of Hold Texas, Hold a Nation, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. Plus, the young people who have joined BLM's effort to destroy our nation, do they know what they're doing? Or have they been brainwashed with propaganda to believe this land of opportunity is a slave camp worthy of destruction? Well, we'll discuss this with Super Bowl champion Burgess Owens. And the Marxists of BLM may have been tired of waiting to grab the reins of power of our great nation and decided to smash its way into control. But what they may have done is awakened a sleeping giant, a fierce enemy who will do all to protect its God-given liberty. And we'll discuss this and more with Dove Award-nominated recording artist and songwriter Steve Camp. But first, Mr. P. Yes, right here. 
in the studio. That's right. That's right. And we are now a proud part of the new Mojo 5 radio network. After the show, just go to mojo 5 com to check out the schedule and the awesome shows and the hosts on Mojo 5 Radio. And you can also hear us on our flagship station, WDDQ Talk 92.1, along with such shows as Michael Savage, Mark Levin, Laura Ingram, and so on. And you can also find us on WLBB, News Talk Radio 1330 AM and 106.3 FM in Georgia. And on Friday nights on WJHC Talk 107.5 at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And we are now on iHeartRadio, so you can hear us on their app anytime and catch up on all our shows. And we are also now on iTunes, so you can find us there as Real Talk with Audrey Russo. Click subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. And, of course, we can be found every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Just go to AudreyRusso.com and click on the on-air button, and that will take you to the show and my after show with all the links and contacts for the guests. is right there on that page under the show description. And, of course, the reason for that, Mr. P, is so that people don't have to scramble later on trying to look for information on the guests. We want to make sure mm-hmm. exactly. that you have it at your fingertips. All the links you need for the guests to follow them, whether it be in social media, on their website, to, to purchase their books or CDs or DVDs, whatever it may be, or buy tickets for their uh, concert. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, exactly. We'll have it to make it really mm-hmm. easy, right? Yeah, a lot of good information, a lot of arrows in your quiver. Exactly. So, fellow deplorables, we've said it before, we'll say it again. Don't practice political correctness because it's self-imposing censorship. No one at this point can force you to censor your own language, even with what we have going on in our country. Uh, correct. With, with, the, uh, with the cancel culture mob. Uh, no one is forcing you to do that. You can take your stand, and unfortunately, uh, it may be a heavy price at this time. In years past, maybe it wasn't, but today it does. But you're, you're doing it for a good reason. Uh, look, we need to practice, you know, not practicing. We need to practice not practicing political correctness. What was that? Yeah, the left has been capitalizing on your obedience to them. They tell you to shut up or change your language, and you do it. Why are you doing that? We see that happening with these sports teams. And we're seeing it every day. Yeah. Those, every day. They didn't name things, the Redskins, as an insult. Of course not. You know, I mean, come, come on. on. Come on. Come on. You know, but isn't it interesting in New York that the fact that the Tappan Zee Bridge, which it will always be to us New Yorkers, the Tappan Zee was named after the Tappan Indians and Governor Cuomo, Killer Cuomo, he kills everything. Mm-hmm. Killer Cuomo decided he was going to put his, his, his daddy's name on there. And Ooh. he did it like it was like a couple of minutes to midnight. He Ooh. did it and he stole something from the Tappan Indians. And nothing was said about it by nothing the Democrats. Was said, nothing was said the about it. The cancel culture was silent about it. Yeah, yeah. They, that was okay, right? That was all right for them to be able to, mm-hmm. for him to be able to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, George McDonald, who, by the way, influenced C.S. Lewis in the eighteen hundred eighteen eighties. Excuse me, it is still the eighteen hundreds, but the eighteen eighties more specifically. He said, "The two pillars of political correctness are one, willful ignorance, and two, a steadfast refusal." 
to face the truth. Well, our founders knew this. Uh, They were prescient men. George Washington once said, if the freedom of speech is taken away, then dumb and silent, we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. And I have to point this out yet again. He said, if it's taken away, mm-hmm. when you practice political correctness, you're giving your free speech rights away. Why would you do that? Yeah, why would you? And as my friend and comedian Brad Stein has said numerous times, how do you stop political correctness, Mr. P? Simple. You have to simply cut it out. Get a spine. Because political correctness is the opiate of the coward. No good for you, no good for America, no good for the cause of liberty and freedom. And let me remind you of something. Just because you want to preserve Western civilization, yeah, based on Judeo-Christian precepts and dogmas, does not make you a racist. I'll tell you what it makes you. A culturist. Someone who is proud of their culture. Be proud of the Judeo-Christian culture because it has lifted more people out of poverty and freed more people from the grip of tyranny and despotism than any other culture in the world. Defend it. Come on. Defend it. It is a good thing to defend it. And if you pray, here's a few things for your prayer list. Uh, Remember our troops. They're still out there. Even though eight years of Obama made detrimental changes that damaged our troop morale and military readiness, uh, one thing for sure we know, pray for our troops, God mm-hmm. answers prayer. And also, don't forget our troops' direct support system, military families, because they sacrifice too. And never forget our veterans or our disabled veterans. And our representatives, of course, uh, always seem to remember them only around election time. But there is one elected official, and I don't like to call him a politician, but elected official that didn't forget them. And who was that? That is our current commander-in-chief, President Donald Trump. Come on. Yes. What did he do? What was that called? The Veterans Choice Act? Yes. The Veterans Choice Act was talked about only for 40 years. Only President Trump got it done. It is this. Vets are given a debit card by which they can go, guess what, to their own doctor and hospital to be treated. Again, talked about for 40 years, no one got it done until our current commander-in-chief. Kudos to President Trump for that. Exactly. And speaking of President Trump, let's keep him in our prayers. We sent him to Washington to drain the swamp. He didn't, he didn't go there on his own. We sent mm-hmm. him there. He's our proxy. So when they spew hatred at him, it's really at us. He's there to protect our values. Correct. Real, actual, real American values that made America good. And according to Alexis de Tocqueville, because America was good, that's why America is great. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Come on. And pray for America. That this chaos in major cities Mm -hmm. and the fear-mongering by the media over a virus with the death rate of a bad flu will pass quickly and we will return to our normal. And not a new normal, our American normal. We make the normal. Yes. Yeah. They don't tell us. Uh, People that we elect to service do not tell us what our normal is. Okay? Mm -hmm. Just remember that. This is... We broke away from... The king, okay, of England. There was a reason for that. We don't have kings here. Maybe you need to remind those that we vote for, okay? Here's a, cav- uh-huh. yeah, here's a caveat about compromise with the opposition. It's fine, of course, if we compromise on things like vacation spots, restaurants, but when you compromise on policies that make laws that you live under, you're working from a position of weakness, I don't send politicians to D.C. to compromise. None of them have ever 
on the campaign trail ever said, vote for me and I'll go to D.C. and compromise for you. No. I would never vote for someone that would compromise. So I send them there to fix what years of compromise have done to this country. I don't compromise with policies that I believe, uh, actually, I know are evil for this country, its citizens, and freedom. So when it comes to policy, no compromise. It's time for conservatives to stop having an opinion, but live rather by conviction. Oh, yeah. Yes. Come on. Right. You know, an opinion is superficial. Mm -hmm. It blows any which way the wind blows. But conviction is a fixed or firm belief by which one acts. We see a quintessential example of, <laughs> of someone living by opinion. Well, that's Congress. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Theirs is total lack of conviction. They tickle the ears of their constituents with opinion. But when it come, comes time to act according to conviction, ain't going to happen. Right? You know it. They seem to look to, the, to serve themselves. We need to remind them we hire them at, at the polls we fire them there as well. They're supposed to be serving us and our interests, not their own interests. Mm -hmm. Sadly, we have not seen that. So uh, we need to remind them, okay? We don't hire them and suddenly they become king over us. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, no. No way. Yeah. So it's time to put your man pants on and make the sacrifice that conviction takes. You know, honestly, with everything that's been going on, I think that we need to remember what socialism actually is. We haven't been taught that. Definitely not in school, for sure. They've been making socialism sound like it's a pleasant thing. But it's better to go to some sources like, oh, I don't know, Vladimir Lenin, who said, the goal of socialism is communism. In other words, socialism is communism's mm -hmm. bait. More people have died under communism than any other ideology to date. And uh, just quick clarification of terms. Yes, Marxism and communism are related. Marxism is the framework. Communism is the practice. There you go. So a Marxist is a communist. A communist is a Marxist. You, you can go. use those interchangeably. We've gotten a taste of socialism with this virus fraud. Now, the virus itself, this, is there a virus? Yes, there is. Okay. But the fraud has been perpetrated on us uh, that the media and people like Fauci and the CDC have sold this to us as a plague where people are living in fear. Are they not? Yeah, it, yeah, and we see it every single day in our, in particular, here in New York City, we see it. Yeah, yeah. How people are living in fear. Yeah, exactly. Socialism, uh, look, in Europe, they had to listen to their government. They have government health care. The government basically dictates their lives to them. Absolutely. They go according to the bottom line, yeah, which is money. Yeah. We don't have, thank you, Jesus, we don't have. We don't have that. We don't have government health care here, okay? The government, you know, it, with, under socialism, the government can shut down your life whenever it wants to, whenever, it, according to the bottom line. But not here, yet we followed what, we followed recommendations as if they were laws. We are treating, uh, we have to understand the only ones that can make laws are what? Legislators. That, that, that is okay. correct. An executive order, a, is, an edict from a governor is not a law. 
Exactly. An edict is not a law. A government does not legislate. That is correct. A state has legislatures, a legislature, and so does the federal government. So when, the, when there are edicts, they are not laws, and you should not treat them that way. But we really were, were this was a fraud on, on the American people. Our, our, our entire country was shut down mm-hmm. for the first time ever, and we've had plagues in this country. Yeah. We've had plagues about 100, 200 years ago. And a couple of very nasty ones yeah. that we can look back on in yeah. history. Right, exactly. Did you like your taste of socialism? Did you like how your life was destroyed and you had no say? Mm, okay. Remember that on election day. If you don't want these unconstitutional edicts crushing your lives and your family's lives, then don't vote Democrat. Don't buy the lie about socialism. It's non-refundable, and it will eventually kill you. Mm-hmm. Now, one of our brilliant founders, and of course they were all brilliant, but uh, one of our brilliant founders, Benjamin Franklin, said, after signing the Declaration of Independence, which separated us from the king, he said, if we do not hang together, we shall surely hang separately. And I just want to say we're glad you came to hang with us. Thanks for hanging. Well, the Council of the Live for this week is the Congressional Black Caucus cares about issues that affect black Americans. Well, uh-uh. that's a lie, and here's why. Well, here, here's why. Not only did they not speak up about BLM when they destroyed black businesses, they have yet, yet to utter a word about the very fact that BLM wants to destroy the traditional family, which is the very thing the black community needs more of, more of than anything else. They've never addressed black-on-black crime, which is rampant in most inner cities, let's be honest, especially Chicago, where a seven-year-old girl was just shot and killed by gangbangers. Nothing. They mentioned nothing. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Nothing but crickets from the Congressional Black Caucus. Yeah, I I completely forgot about them. That's how much noise they were making. Usually they make noise, but it's, well, they're not even constitutional, but we're going to go there right now. that's another story, yeah. And right here in New York, stick a fork in New York City, it's done. Yes, it's not the New York you've known in the past or that maybe you desired to visit. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. No time in the future should you ever do it. Mm-hmm. It is not the New York City you remember due to de Blasio's liberal policies, which include defunding the police. At least 30 people were shot in New York City over the July 4th weekend. Could you believe this? Mm-hmm. I can't believe this is New York that I, I was born and bred in. I'm just disgusted. Including a man crossing the street with his little girl. He was shot in broad daylight right in front of her. Shot How do you like that? This, of course, is coupled with the fact that the lockdown has gutted the economy of New York City. Well, he's, I'll tell you, de Blasio was able to destroy what Giuliani had done such an amazing job. It's a shame. It really is. He did it in a mere three months. Yeah. He destroyed what what Giuliani had built up in a few years. Really, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, I have to be honest. Yeah, and also, here's something. In a recent development, BLM protesters have joined forces with pro-Palestinian protesters to call for an end to America by chanting, Death to America and Death to Israel at every single rally they hold across the country. That's pathetic. That should never happen in this 
nation of ours, but unfortunately it does. Yeah. Uh, and uh, another hate hoax, you know, not just the, the NASCAR who, who destroyed themselves by following that one. Another hate hoax, uh, this time in the state of Washington. A candidate for county executive by the name of Jonathan Lopez. I'm laughing because he wants to run the county. Besides a a long criminal history, he faked a hate letter to himself using hate speech. Uh, you know, every kind of slur you can imagine. Plus, he, viola- he violated the Stolen Valor Act by declaring he was a member of, uh, that he had served in the U.S. Coast Guard. Well, he never served. Uh, that is just shameful. Unbelievable. That is shameful. These people are disgusting. They really are. What a... POS. I have to say this about the uh, hate hoaxes, which 100% of the time they have been wrong. They were hoax. They were absolute hoaxes when they were hate crimes. They were hate crime hoaxes, and every single one that's been reported in the media has been a lie. Mm-hmm. These hate hate crime hoaxes need to become federal crimes because they affect the milieu of the entire nation. Those that lie about systemic racism benefit from these hoaxes. People hear the lie broadcast, and they broadcast it loud, but when it's discovered that it's a hoax, the media ignores it. So people are left thinking that this is a racist nation Mm -hmm. when it is not. We're going to play a clip here uh, quickly for you. You have to hear this. Um, it's uh, Mar- Marcellus Wiley and Jason Whitlock, or I guess they're on Tucker. Um, and they're talking plainly about BLM. I don't know how many people really look into the mission statement of Black Lives Matter, but I did. And when you look into it, there's a couple things that jump out to me. Being a father and a husband, that's my mission in life right now. How do I reconcile that, what I just told you, with this mission statement that says, quote, we dismantle the patriarchal practice. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement. Children from single parent homes versus two parent homes. The children from the single parent homes, this is in 1995 I was reading this. Five times more likely to commit suicide. Six times more likely to be in poverty. Nine times more likely to drop out of high school. Ten times more likely to abuse chemical substances. Fourteen times more likely to commit rape. Twenty times more likely to end up in prison. And 32 times more likely to run away from home. I knew that. You know why I knew it? Because a lot of my friends didn't have family structures that were nuclear like mine. And they found themselves outside of their dreams and goals and aspirations. Jason Whitlock is a writer and partner at Outkick.com. He used to host with the man you just saw on Fox Sports. We're happy to have him on tonight. Jason, thanks so much for coming on. So Thank you, Doug. You, you are an expert at explaining what's actually happening in professional sports. What do you think this is about, and is it a good idea, do you think? I think it's really about a lack of leadership and just a failure of men to stand up and stand on the principles that they say they believe in. And so when I look at what the NFL is doing, this goes against every value that the NFL has built itself on. Professional sports have built themselves on a celebration of Americana and the ideals and values that best exemplify America. They built themselves on unity and unifying the country. If the NFL starts out its season with everyone standing for Lift Every Voice and Sing, the Black National Anthem, and then virtually everyone on the field taking a knee when the Star Spangled Banner plays, I think it's going to be, if you remember the show Happy Days, the jump the shark moment when it's like, okay, Happy Days is over. 
the NFL will run off a nice fat chunk of its audience and will never be seen the same again because of the failure of leadership throughout the NFL. There's no way you can do any homework on Black Lives Matters and not see that it's a Marxist political organization. It's not about black death. It's not about black men. It is a political move. It's a communist political move. If for those people that stand on religious values, and this is where I say just the failure of men, I've seen many of these guys, they claim their Christianity and their religious beliefs. Do they understand Black Lives Matter? Communist Marxism is anti-religious. This is a historic failure of men and leadership. This is cowardice at its highest level. This is the NFL jumping the shark and saying we've quit being who we said we are. We're now something else because our money's on the line and we don't stand for the values we said we stood for. In one minute, there is an NFL commissioner. Where is he? Uh, probably hiding under his desk with Troy Vincent, his assistant, or talking about Roger Goodell. Yeah. They, these guys don't know what to do. And look, I don't, I don't want to just blame Roger Goodell and Troy Vincent. This is NFL ownership. All right. of them. Cowards. Right. Not standing up for what they believe in. America has made them filthy rich and some of the most powerful people on the planet and they're unwilling to defend the values they built their business on and the country that has enriched them incredibly. This, I mean, across the board, Tucker, I, politically, in the sports world, I'm looking at men fall out of cowardice. I'm looking at women That's fall right. out of cowardice. It's pervasive throughout this country. There's really nothing we could say to that. Is there? That was great. That, was, that, that nailed it. I love that these men are forthright about this and have uh, no shame, right? They unashamedly tell the truth. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break right here, but stay right there. We're going to hear some more truth coming up. We've got an amazing show mm-hmm. because we've got first coming up next, Super Bowl champion, one of our favorites. Oh, yeah. He's the man. Burgess Owens will be here after him. We have Alan West and then Steve Camp. So don't make a move. We'll be You know what right. makes you feel really good about yourself? Doing something good for somebody else. If you'd like to do that today, go to JDRF.org. Join them in the fight against type 1 diabetes. JDRF.org. It's something good you can do for the world. JDRF.org. Well, if you said the world has gone crazy, I think 99.9% of the Earth's population would, in fact, agree with you. Here's the thing. You can never be too prepared for the craziness that's happening all around you. Keep your head while others are losing theirs. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find an emergency food supply with a big discount because you are a Mojo 50 listener. It's not about uh, panic. It's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. Christopher Columbus once said, By prevailing over all obstacles and distractions, one may unfailingly arrive at his chosen goal or destination. Battle for Freedom is a radio program that highlights on these obstacles and distractions that keep us from the small successes we seek on a daily basis. Most of them could be a noble endeavor, but they keep us busy instead of being focused. This is about building character over building a political party. Monday through Friday on Mojo 5 Radio, Battle for Freedom airs at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I attempt to move each one of us, including myself, one step closer to one more personal victory. 
Join me as I trigger change one heartbeat at a time on Battle for Freedom, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Mojo 5 Radio. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Hello, my friend and neighbor. This is Pat Boone, and just like you, I'm listening to Audrey Russo on Real Talk. Harkin! Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo, and you're listening to Real Talk. The young people who have joined BLM's efforts to destroy our nation, do they know what they're doing? Or have they been brainwashed with propaganda to believe this land of opportunity is a slave camp worthy of destruction? Well, we're going to discuss this and more with my next guest. For my new listeners, he's the author of two bestsellers, Liberalism, or How to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps, and Why I Stand, From Freedom to the Killing Fields of Socialism. You know him as Super Bowl champion Burgess Owens. He's an outspoken advocate for America's free market system and the opportunity it affords all to dream big and pursue ownership. And he's running for Congress. Thank God. He is putting forth a platform established on helping Americans based on Booker T. Washington's four tenets, head, heart, hands, and home. And we're going to find out more about this and more right now. It's my great pleasure to give a real talk welcome back to Burgess Owens. Yay, welcome Thank back. <laughs> Thank you, Audrey. Feel like feel like Fourth of July all over again. Right? So funny. Always makes my day, as you know. Always makes my day. You're awesome. Um, listen, of course I gotta start. Congrats, Burgess. I'm winning the primary in Utah. This is very exciting. It, it is, it is. And I'll tell you what uh, what I'm really, really very proud of this district. It's, it's one that's very important for our nation, and I'd like to just kind of start off with that, yes. is between one and three of must-have on both sides. So Democrats must have it to keep the chaos in their, in their power. Uh, we must have it as a nation to get back our country, our culture, and to continue pulling back the curtains on, uh, on evil. So it, it, truly is, it, it truly is a big one for our nation, I, I think, because of the values we have here. Uh, we've been blessed to, to actually be a, a linchpin. Uh, for the direction of our nation. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that piece of it. I'm excited about a new house is going to be coming in, freshmen that are true patriots, uh, unlike what we've had in the past. We've been very ashamed of the, the house that did not do the job that they promised to do. Uh, this time around, uh, we're going to be replicating a president who, uh, who shows what uh, uh, love of America looks like. And I'm just so excited. 
uh, about being a little piece of that, like we all are, by the way. And just can I say this, Audrey? Yes. All of us are part of this process. I mean, we all have our part to play. This is a team effort. Uh, what you're doing right now is so important uh, because we need to get the word out. Uh, what I'm doing is important because I need to be able to articulate some of the thoughts that, that I, I've, I've experienced as a proud American. And then all of us across the country, whether we're out on the front line of speaking or just pulling the right, the right lever when it comes down to uh, November, uh, we all have going to have a big say in where our country goes. And I'm so excited because I have so much faith in American people. I know we're going to do the right thing. I know we're going to come out on the other end of this more educated, more more unified, and um, and more of a threat to the evil yes. that's been going at our country for quite a while. So I'm, I'm excited about this new, new phase for sure. Oh, yes. And to me, it's pretty simple. It's freedom and opportunity versus chaos and control. And, you know, isn't it, isn't it kind of nice that we're at that point that can be just that simple? <laughs> <laughs> that's the good thing about where we are now. You know, RJ, you and I, we've been talking for quite a while about about the the threat of socialism, the power of, of our Judeo-Christian values, yes. uh, the, the, you know, the Marxism. And now we don't have it's not hypothetical anymore. Mm-hmm. We literally can see and Americans across the board, black, white, it doesn't matter what what faith, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what party. We can see what evil truly looks like. Yes. And it's a clear choice. So. I know America doesn't doesn't choose evil. We just don't do that. That's not our DNA. So we're going to be okay with this one. You know, Bridges, it's clear that those who are protesting against America with Marxist groups like BLM don't understand just how important this great American experiment is. This is a land where the poor can become rich. There's equal opportunity for all. Am I right, Burgess? Um, in this country... And by the way, uh, 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 thanks, Audrey, for saying BLM, because that's what they are, BLM uh, uh, Inc. <clears throat> we need to call these people out for there as a corporation. It's a Marxist corporation. It's communist. Yes. And they have a mission to destroy our nation. That's why they've, they've been able to do it so quickly. This is not a grassroots uh, deal. This is around, around the world. These are evil people trying to destroy our country. So, <clears throat> so that being said, um, uh, yeah, they, they don't understand, you know, what what has been the basis of our nation, but but we do. And, and he, he, here's here's what I, I see as being the, the real benefit out of this, Orange, when it comes we come through this process. We're having conversations now that we literally have not had in a while. Uh, I mean, what happens is we can now, I can, we can have conversations with my, my Democratic friends and say, guys, you know what? This country, as we all know, we can literally be one generation from middle class. All we have to do is keep in mind those four tenets that have been done, done, done well for our country, for the black community, particularly during the 1990s, and that is head, heart, hands, and home. Yeah. Head being education, heart being faith, uh, uh, hands being uh, industry, which we all now know how important work is for American people. And the last one is, is family. Uh, when we get to the point where moms and dads understand that their true legacy will be either their family or the families that they have influence on, that can truly change the future of, uh, of, our, of our country. It's, all, it's, always been, it's always been about the next generation. It's always been that way. Yeah. And, uh, and as adults, we understand that. So we, go, we spend our time trying to give our kids hope. Um, so we get it. They don't. Uh, and it's going to be, a, again, a very, very uh, good positive process we go through here. Yeah. I like what you said before. Hope is the elixir. It really is because that's what the president is trying to instill in, in people in America in their hearts. Hope. That's exactly the opposite or the antithesis of what the BLM and their ilk in the Democrat Party are trying to destroy. Hope. Yeah. 
right? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> it, is, it is no question. Uh, and, 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 you know, when you think about, um, about America, um, we are, you know, we're that shining light on the hill. And it's interesting the way we've been described as shining light. Uh, we, we look at the, the sunrise. Uh, you know, we look at, we, we are the, we're the country truly, when people do anything they can, they go through unbelievable hardness and, 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 and risk to come here. Why? Because everyone, no matter where they are in, this, in the world, is drawn toward hope. Yes. We, just, we, just, we, just, we just hope the next day will be a little bit better. We just hope that maybe we'll get a job that will give us a little opportunity to get our dreams done. We, you know, we, we hope that, that this person we meet will be that person who will give me happiness for the rest of my life. All those, all those things we hope for, that's what drives us to make decisions we do. And if you take that away... You talk about a, oh, gosh, you're talking about misery? Think about that. Yeah. Uh, and this is what happens in the black communities and the urban communities that have been overseen by Democrats. They thrive on misery. Hopelessness to the people that they represent gives them power because then hope turns into not, not to God, not to, not to faith, not to, to treat people right, but how can we some kind of way get to know this politician who give me a break? And make me make me happy. That's what we're up against. So uh, Marxism, socialism has always taken God out of the picture and put themselves in the in the in center of things. And that's what we're fighting today. Uh, BLM is a great example. These people are it's evil. Um, yeah. It's evil what they do. They take advantage of a of a of a problem. Put their name on. They plaster their name all over Black Lives Matter, which we all know it does. But not all Black Lives Matter. These people. No. Uh, no. It, it, all, all, all Black Lives, if they would matter. They will be not quiet and silent during the, the four years that, that we're not in, going into uh, election. These guys come out every election cycle and they destroy black businesses, black, black communities, and, uh, and black lives are lost. So it's an interesting process when you see how evil this, this ideology of the people that embrace it are. Yeah, yeah. And then sadly, uh, professional sports uh, is just caving. Uh, the NFL has made their position clear. They are aiding BLM. Uh, allowing players to kneel and now plan to play what is called by some the Black National Anthem. What's going, what's going on here, Burgess? This is craziness. Well, well what you see here is, um, uh, is cowardice and complicity. We see um, traitor, uh, traitors, and I'm going to say that very clearly. Uh, what's happening in the NFL is not what, what the NFL used to be. The NFL used to be a place where we were unified. We come together no matter what our background is, what our, what our uh, religion or, or, or our politics is, and we root for our team. And we salute, to the, we salute and, and play our flag because that represented our bigger team. We have an NFL full of Marxists, and, um, and that's Godel, that's, uh, that's Troy, Troy Vinson. These people are cowards. They're unlike unlike the, the men that, 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 that stormed Normandy, that will stand up and fight for our country and give their lives for our country. These people are concerned more about their power, their, their profitability, and they don't mind destroying the NFL to get there. I just want, I want your audience to remember this, Arjun. We talked about this before. It is not about America. It's not about black lives. To the NFL and all these guys who have bought into it, and that's including these owners, it's about China. It's about getting their, their profitability, getting their, their, their big payday, because at the end of the day, Godell signed a contract, a four-year contract for, for uh, $400 million, and 90% of that, 90% is based on growth. He needs to grow his business to, a, to way past what we can do here in the United States. So he's looking at a global niche, and, and I, I'm saying that to, to let people know 
when it comes down to the leftists, never look at what they say. Look at look at the how they spend their money and where they spend their time. That will give you an idea of just who they truly are. <clears throat> and in this case here, they're trying to get power. Uh, and and I'll, I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> now, first of all, the the the, the black national anthem is something that I grew up with. Uh, it was in days of um, separate separate but equal. Mm. At the same time, we, it was a great hymn, but we always loved our flag. We always wanted to be Americans first. It was never about being separate or equal. We wanted to break down that, that barrier. So here we have an NFL now that's tell, like Democrats in the past. There's, there's always the same party that's now telling us, you know what, guys, we're going to be separate but equal. Yeah, Blacks yeah. stand up for the national anthem. And then whites, who are Americans, who love our country, stand up for the national anthems. And then blacks, of course, if they don't like our country, can kneel for the national anthem. It's all about division. Yeah. The more they can divide us, the more they get their power. So it's an interesting process. I'll, I'll say this, Audrey. The minute they do that, I am done with NFL until they fire this commissioner. Yeah. When they fire this commissioner, then I'll know that they're trying to get their act together. Until that point, I am done with NFL. Absolutely. Absolutely. It seems that all forms of pro sports are following each other each other's mistakes at this point down the road to ruin. The NBA is painting BLM on basketball yeah. courts, and they're allowing BLM activists' messages to be placed on uniforms. Why are they also bent on alienating the fans? Well, this is this is what we have to understand. That's why one of the things I'm, I'm very excited about doing, we have to uh, get back our education. Uh, one of the things that two 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 men, uh, uh, Thomas Edison, I mean Thomas Jefferson, said very simply. Ignorance and free can never be. We have to be an educated people. We have to understand how to read, write, and think. The other one was the, the, the founder of Marxism and communism, Karl Marx. He says the, the, rewrite, uh, the first battleground is rewriting of history. So what the leftists have done, and this is a, 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 a matter, a, a, an issue we've been seeing for the last uh, three or four decades. They have been like little termites into our, into our educational system. We send our, uh, send our kids there, uh, bright-eyed, ready to build the American dream. They come out as little Marxists. And that's Harvard, Yale, Princeton, you name them. They now have a, a, a process in which they truly uh, um, indoctrinate our kids to come out hating our country. So what do we have here? We now have uh, leaders who've gone through this system, and they come out, and they have no, no true, um, I guess, loyalty to our nation. Right. They are truly little Marxists. So don't be surprised. You see that not only uh, you know in, in the NBA and in NFL, but every corporation now that's being hit up by these leftists that get in position behind the boardrooms. You don't know who they are because they're cowards. They will hide in the boardrooms. Uh, they'll hide uh, behind their, a name that's been that's been built by someone else, and they will now uh, do what the leftists want us to do. And I just first of all make sure that Donald President Trump does not re- remain president. And then to get back to their globalist ways to create as much uh, revenue that they can personally while this country goes down the tube. So, so this is a great time for us. And again, my goal is, is very simply is to make sure we're holding these higher education uh, uh, colleges accountable. If they cannot teach our kids how to be productive, how to be love, God-loving, um, uh, country-loving Americans, we need to claw that money back that we're paying, the billions of dollars. Let them pay their own, use their own endowment. To, uh, to pay their little Marxist uh, tenured uh, professors. And meanwhile, we'll go out and put that money into places where 
uh, our kids are being taught to be the guy, uh, be good, good, good American-loving, productive Americans. So yes. that's what we're going to do. Get that done with. Exactly, exactly. As you said, BLM are self-identified Marxist, and if anybody questions that or they don't believe us, go to their website. They're proud to announce that they are trained Marxists. They how, how simple? How simple is it? Right. How, think about this. How simple is it for us to find out? And if we understand how simple it is, it means that those who still buy into this are complicit. Yes. It's not that they're ignorant. They're complicit. They know exactly what these people stand for, and uh, they're trying to hide behind the name and use black people like they've done in the past to move the agenda along. We're not going to let it happen. That's it. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly what I was saying. When I stand back, I say, look at this. Again, the Democrats are doing exactly what they've done in the past. They are using the black community to do their dirt. They are covering their, their dirty deeds with the black community. How dare they do that? This is, and, and now they intend. Well, I, yes, go ahead. If I can just say this, uh, keep in mind, this is a, as a strategy has been around for a long time. Remember, you and I have talked about the NAACP, oh, yeah. uh, started back in, in, in 1910, uh, not by black people, but by 21 white socialist Marxist, atheist, racist, pro Democrats. Uh, you know, you look at uh, black, uh, black entertainment news today, not, not black, uh, black entertainment, uh, BET, black entertainment television, no longer con- uh, run or, or controlled by black people. It's white leftists that, that do the deeds of, 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 of uh, just d- terrible, terrible indoctrination. Same thing happening with BLM and Inc. So they, they will, uh, by the way, what I've heard is that one out of six of the demonstrators that we see running around and tearing up the, the black businesses, one out of six are black people. They put the black people up front, in the front of the line. They're the ones with the, with the microphones. And behind them are following all these white people, yeah. all these white liberal woke uh, <laughs> uh, Marxists. Yeah. So that's the way these guys are operating. <laughs> I know, it's a, hysterical. Look at the front of the line. Always a black guy with a microphone or a black woman. And then behind them is hordes. Of woke. <laughs> yeah, it's the woke, woke hordes. <laughs> Gosh. Well, you know, it's it, they've made it clear that they intend to destroy the country and wipe out our history to rewrite it. So, But here's a problem, and this is probably, again, why Congress, we've had the wrong people in there for too long, that the, the GOP made an attempt to be relevant and have added onto a military spending bill to rename military bases that were named for Confederate generals. Now, shouldn't the GOP be protesting this or at least countering it instead of aiding these Marxists to wipe out our history? They're cowards. They're cowards. They are. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we, just have to, we have to call these people for that. And, and keep in mind, this is not just a problem with the Democratic Party. It's a, it's a part, problem with the, 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 uh, the Republican Party. We have elitists, and that's why we're where we are today, and that's why I'm so excited about this new group coming in. Uh, elitism is an uh, equal opportunity a provider. Um, uh, it is, it's people who look at themselves as... Uh, is, is more important than the people they're supposed to serve. And unfortunately, we've had too many elitists in not only the uh, Republican House, but the Republican Senate. And, uh, and that's why President Trump is driving them all nuts. Because he comes in, he <laughs> yeah. comes in and he doesn't care about their status. He doesn't care about the good old boys club. Uh, he's right there to make sure our country moves forward. And so, so we have deep state, even within the Republican Party. Yes. Uh, so just understand, that's why this is going to be such an important next step. Let's get back. Let's get back the house with true patriots. Less at either this term or the next one, we will have a chance to put some more backbone into that powerless uh, uh, Republican uh, Senate. Yes. Those who try to get along to get along and, um, uh, and 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 keep their keep their seats. 
and then we're going to just let our president do what he does. He, he just continues to to, uh, to be a disruptor and, um, and, and, and bring in ideas that's going to help our country grow and drive the other, the other folks nuts because he will tweet around them and he did they can't they can't stand it yes so. yeah exactly and and to, to your point about the the senate here you have at this time right lindsey graham proposing a national minimum wage hike this is shockingly <coughs> detached from reality it's an yep. anti-american and 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 this i'm saying specifically because you're a successful <laughs> entrepreneur it's anti-American, anti-capitalist at a time when millions of Americans are out of work. At least 100,000 small businesses will never return because of the lockdown. And he's trying to make it even more difficult for small business to function or people to get jobs. I mean, does this even make sense? Does this make no, sense? It, it doesn't, unless you understand, uh, you have people like Lindsay who you just never know where he's going to stand because you don't know how close he is to re-election. re-election. <laughs> It's true. More, yeah, you know, he, he he understood that the last three or four years he had to be on the Trump wagon because Trump was doing some good things. But as he gets close to the election, and now that he has another eight years after this, he's gonna go. He's gonna go back. I I, I don't. I just don't. Be honest with you, I just don't trust him. No, I just don't trust, not I'm at all. Totally honest with you, and uh, and it's so. It's unfortunately we don't have a, a stronger a stronger conservative to primary to, to go up against Lindsey because he's 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 good at what he does. He, he knows how to play the game the last two or three years before election. And uh, now we have this kind of craziness that anyone who understands uh, minimum wage knows it hurts the black people most. So I'm going to say minimum wage is a is a racist policy yes. put in place by racists who want to stay in office. Very simply, anybody who understands, who knows the numbers and legislators should know better. So when they do this, they are doing it on purpose. It's not like the normal people out there who hear something very nice and they just don't know. They have no idea. But you do some studying, you realize all it does is helps the, the unions, the white-run unions, and it destroys the opportunities of black youth, period. So it's a racist policy put together by racist legislators who care more about their jobs and care about the people. Yeah, oh, that, that is so spot on. It really is. You know, Burgess, uh, if all these rioters really cared... Instead of destroying property, spreading violence, removing our history, and spreading hate, couldn't their time be better spent helping build this country back up, like with jobs, small business, or even in the case of the millions of children that are being trafficked? I mean, you know, couldn't they try loving this country rather than spending all that energy hating it? What a good question. What a good question. And this is why we really have to understand, Audrey, that this is a spiritual fight. It, it, it's not logical. Yes. Uh, what you have to understand, everybody, all those folks out there, these young people coming through our educational system being radicalized, uh, they have never built a thing in their lives. Uh, they have no, no idea what God means. They have no idea of their infallibility. The uh, only way you can do to do the things that these people are doing, destroying everything around them, including our history, is they see themselves as a perfect, as a perfect result of life. <clears throat> they, they don't see themselves... As, uh, as making mistakes, uh, being needed to, and uh, having the, the, the idea of forgiveness ever coming their way, they don't think they need it. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, they will never understand the Judeo-Christian values that our country is built upon. So this country is one that has never, never, has never been built, has never, has, never, has never thought that we can actually come to a point of being perfect. That's why it was the idea of, of forming a more perfect union, because they had the humbleness to understand that they were not there, but they can always, we can always get better. And just as a child, our country's been growing up 
in such a great way, in a way, a mature way of, of, of introspective, looking at each, ourselves in the mirror and saying, what am I doing wrong? Uh, how can I become better? And up until about eight, about 10 years ago, we were on a really good track. Yeah. Up until 10 years ago, and I'll, I'll say this, I, I know the time that we came out of, out of the, uh, uh, the 9-11 and, and the feelings we had about each other, the acceptance we were having for each other, no matter what our race, color, creed, uh, sexual preference, all those things were trending in the right direction. The mistake we made is we elected a president who we thought was the final, uh, the final okay that we were truly moving forward. And that president was Obama. Uh, Obama was a divider. He has always been. He's hated our country. He, everything he's done over the eight, eight years, we now have to dig ourselves out of it. We've become more divisive as he made sure that every single situation that happened was, was turned into an anti-police, anti-white uh, narrative as he highlighted organizations and, and, uh, and, and shows like black entertainment television. Here's a president who actually does things, who actually goes and does things with black entertainment television. This, this lady who decided to sit in a, in a, in a, a tub of Cheerios, he decided he was going to have a conversation with her. Because what they were trying to do is make sure that as many black youth tuned in to this, this indoctrinating center, center that, he, that could possibly get done. So, so you know, we, the, the, the answer to your question is, once we teach our young people to do what, what, our, what my generation taught us, and it's, it starts off with, with respect. You respect other people's property. You respect God, country, other, you know, family, our American way, our history, and you're willing to fight for it. You literally, we have men in the past who are willing to fight, men and women, willing to fight and give their lives for this great country. And we have those same folks now that have been brought up and they have no appreciation for it because they, they're not willing to fight and die for anything. Um, so it's, 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 it's a process of our education again. We have to get back to that. And uh, it's going to take a generation, this next generation, that we have to really fight hard to get to get back. But once they get the hope, and it doesn't take long to give them hope, then they will begin to, tr to track in the right direction to, to understand this country is truly the greatest thing in the history of mankind. Amen to that. A very important question here. Burgess, where can the listeners follow and support your excellent work, support your campaign for the Congress, and purchase your books, including your latest bestseller, Why I Stand, From Freedom to the Killing Fields of Socialism? Where can they do that? Well, I'll tell you, the, the most important thing right now, of all the things I can encourage uh, your listeners, is to go to my website and support my campaign. That's Burgess, the number four, Utah. And those four are the four tenants, head, heart, hands, and home. And as always, I'll have those links in my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to AndreRusso.com, click on the honor button, and right under the show description, you'll find all the links and info you need to follow Burgess. Thank you so much, Burgess, for sharing your brilliant assessments with us and giving us that elixir of hope, which I love. <laughs> will, you, will you come back and join us again on the show? Absolutely. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. We're, together, together we win. So Amen. let's make this thing happen, and I'd love to do it again soon, okay? Amen. Oh, and you will. And until then, may God bless you, your work, and may God save America. Bye for now. We're going to take a quick break right here, but stay right there. Up next, Alan West will be here. So don't make a move. We'll be right back.
Before I got the opportunity to come to Workshops for Warriors, I was a hospital corpsman in the Navy for five years, had two combat deployments. I got out in August 2014. Things didn't really work out as planned. I had a hard time getting back into the civilian life. I really didn't have a lot going on for me. I had just failed out of college. I didn't have any certifications to transfer over to the civilian sector in the medical field. So I was kind of in a dark place. And once I came to Workshops for Warriors, it gave me hope again. I've earned over 15 nationally recognized certifications in the manufacturing and welding industry. Since then, I've gotten a job offer, making really good money, and it's definitely changed my life a lot. And I was in a very dark place before I met Hernan, and this is kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel for me. Workshops for Warriors, it really saved my life. Workshops for Warriors is a school in San Diego that trains and certifies veterans into advanced manufacturing careers, all at no cost to the veteran. They leave with portable and stackable nationally recognized credentials. Visit WFWUSA.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Mikhail Vega, founder of Vital Warrior, a 501c3 designed to help combat veterans recover from stress. I'm also the president of AK Waters Productions, a military-oriented film production company operating outside of Los Angeles, California. I'm a retired Navy SEAL, having served for 22 years. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Real Talk with Audrey. Dre Russo, a good friend of mine, and we wish you a great day. Hey there, this is Anson Williams. Uh, you might remember me from Happy Days. Hey, Richie. Hey, Fonz. Well, yep, that's me. But I have to tell you, I just had the greatest time, the greatest time speaking with Audrey Russo on her show, Real Talk. Now, you listen in. It's a good time. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. President Trump has commuted the sentence of longtime political confidant Roger Stone. Roger Stone had been convicted in the dragnet of the Mueller Russia collusion investigation, receiving a sentence of three years and four months. Stone had boasted during the 2016 campaign that he was in contact through back channels with Julian Assange hinting at WikiLeaks' plans to release at the time more than 19,000 emails hacked from the Democratic National Committee servers. But Stone publicly denied any wrongdoing and criticized the case against him as politically motivated, although his formal defense at trial was mute. George Bonzani reporting. Some pastors are ignoring a new California ban on singing or chanting in church to slow the spread of the coronavirus. The American Center for Law and Justice is encouraging church leaders to defy the order and says it will sue the state. Director Jordan Seculo says, quote, We can't stand by and watch as California strips its believers of their God-given rights to raise their voices in worship and praise, unquote. Istanbul's 6th century Hagia Sophia is being turned back into a mosque. Change is coming for Hagia Sophia, which has endured since the 6th century. It has now been placed under the control of Turkey's Religious Affairs Directorate and will open for Muslim prayers probably next week, according to a government spokesman. While this will be a popular move with conservative religious supporters of Turkey's president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, it has been criticised by Turkey's most famous writer, the Nobel Prize winner Orhan Pamuk. He told the BBC that millions of secular Turks will be crying about the decision. BBC correspondent Orla Guerin reporting. A Turkish high court annulled a 1934 decision that had made the religious landmark a museum. It had originally been an Orthodox Christian church. More on these stories at townhall.com. 
December 16th, 1773. And now, what really happened at the Boston Tea Party? What are they doing? They're throwing all the king's tea and coffee into the harbor to protest taxation without representation. Do you think we should stop them? I really like my coffee. Come on, it's not American Pride Roasters. Yeah, that would be a Trebuchet mockery. American Pride Roasters, the choice coffee of real American patriots for over 250 years. That's right. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Dang it, Chris. Hurry up and open that door and get over here and help me. This cooler's getting heavy. Well, um... Yeah, I, I can give you a hand, uh, but I I locked the keys in the bunker. Dang it, Chris. We have to do off-track in an hour. How are we going to get in there now? Relax. I got a new lock we can install later, but right now we need a battering ram. Hey, I know. Let's use the cat cooler as a battering ram. It certainly is rugged, but I don't think it's made for taking down steel reinforced doors. Man, relax. That thing can take 2,500 pounds of concrete with only minor scratches. We can definitely open the door with it. Rusty, grab the other side. All right. Well, we need a new door, but the cooler's good. Let's get to the studio. Get your cat cooler today at catcoolers.com. That's catcoolers.com. Cat Coolers does not approve of their product for use as a battering ram and cannot recommend you use it in any breaking and entering scenario, but it worked and it was fun. No coolers were harmed in the production of this ad, but the door is a total loss. Also, don't use it for smuggling a cat into New Mexico, as it's against the law. Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. Failure is not an option. What difference at this point does it make? Nobody said it was going to be fun. This is Real Talk, a fearless, poignant, and intrepid show where truth speaks louder than words. This is Real Talk with your host, Audrey Russo. It happened before, it will happen again. It's just a question of when. Time's a luxury we don't have. This is Peabody Award-winning international film and television star Nick Searcy, and you're listening to Audrey Russo on Real Talk.
Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo, and you're listening to Real Talk. Blue state governors have taken great advantage of COVID restrictions, treating them like laws. Did the unconstitutional SCOTUS decision about Governor Newsom's restrictions on churches allow Newsom to further persecute Christians? And are the Democrat racists of BLM using the black community to cover their hateful Marxist deeds of the cancel culture toward our great nation? Well, we're going to discuss this and more with my next guest. For my new listeners, Alan West is, as the title of his best-selling book, The Guardian of the Republic. Having served over two decades in the U.S. military, he served in several combat zones and received numerous honors, including a Bronze Star, three Meritorious Service Medals, three Army Commendation Medals, one with Valor and a Valorous Unit Award. Alan's also served as a congressman in Florida. And he's a Fox News contributor. He's now working with the Committee to Defend the President, and he's a contributing columnist for townhall.com. He is, without a doubt, the watchman on the wall of the Republic, warning us of the enemies without and within. And he is indeed the old school patriot and author of the new bestseller, Hold Texas, Hold the Nation, Victory or Death. It's my great pleasure to give a real talk welcome back to Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. Welcome back, Alan. It's good to be with you, Audrey, and I pray you had a great and wonderful and happy Independence Day and weekend. Well, no matter what our situation, it's always great to celebrate our freedom. So, uh, yeah, amen. Uh, Alan, we're going to jump in here. Um, would I would love to hear your thoughts on President Trump's Mount Rushmore speech. Well, I will tell you that I think that with that backdrop of those presidents that are there and each one of those presidents being under attack right now, it was a very important speech to talk about who we are, talk about the foundations and the fundamental principles and values of this nation, to talk about what it means to to live in a place that fought for an independence that took on the greatest military power that the world knew at the time, and how right now we are fighting against a new tyranny. And I think it's very important that we have a, a president, we have someone that is willing to stand up and, and call it for what it is. And I think that when you look at the reaction of the left, uh, that tells you exactly who they are. When you look at the fact that Joe Biden this weekend came out and butchered the Declaration of Independence uh, and talked about how, you know, we need to, you know, fundamentally transform or transform America which is the exact same thing that a previous president to President Trump said. So I think that the lines have been drawn, uh, and and I think it's very clear the choices that the American people have to make, and the president articulated those that choice in his speech at Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, it it was uh, it was impressive. Um, yeah, Joe Biden, he of course, gee, I wonder why he's not making any sense. He said, uh, "We not only have to rebuild the country, we have to transform it." Those are two different things. Does he know that? <laughs> I don't think he knows that. I, I think that you know, basically, whatever people tell him to say, he says it. Yeah. Uh, and and but again, that just shows you the clear delineation that we have. Either we stay with our rule of law and our fundamental you know, values that helped us to become independent, or what do we transform to? Yeah. 
Uh, that's the question. And, and I think that when you look at what is going on with the ripping down of statues, monuments, and destruction of property, uh, we don't want to go down that path. No, God forbid. Um well, the ones that don't seem to get it are people like uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom, who decided that he would prohibit singing or chanting in church. He feels, I think he feels emboldened by the unconstitutional decision by SCOTUS, and that's allowed him to place restrictions on churches. And he basically was singling out churches, yet at the same time, BLM protesters and rioters could gather with impunity. So how can we view this other than it's a form of Christian persecution? Well, that's what it is. Uh, And again, your very first liberty that you have in your Bill of Rights uh, in the Constitution, our rule of law, is the freedom of religion and the free exercise thereof. When when Thomas Jefferson wrote that letter to the Danbury Baptist Convention of Connecticut and talked about the concept, the idea of separation of church and state— what he meant was that he did not want to see head of state become head of church. He did not want to see the secular government start to persecute and prosecute people for their religious beliefs. And that's exactly what we see happening today. So, you know, it's amazing to me that the left, when you start to have your Christianity and your religious beliefs out in the public sphere, of course, it seems that only the Judeo-Christian faith belief upsets them. Uh, they they react negatively, negatively. But yet they want to be, and they talk about separation of church and state. But yet here you have Governor, Governor Gavin Newsom. To, to me, that I mean, that's racist. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you go to any black church and you're going to tell them they can't sing. Why are you telling you know people they can't sing in church? What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know. There comes a point where we have to start looking at the progressive socialist left and say their tyrannical, their despotism, and their absurdities have to end. Now, I don't know if you can turn the, the, the page in California anytime soon, but we definitely can make sure that more of our states do not fall under their power and control. Exactly. Especially Texas. Because remember, hold Texas, hold the nation. Amen. <laughs> it, um, it, it looks to me uh, as though the Democrat um, Marxist of BLM are again using the black community by covering their efforts to wipe out our history under the guise of eliminating systemic racism. Am I right? No, you're absolutely right. And, and again, let's, let's talk about truth here. The only purveyors of systemic racism in the United States of America has been the Democrat Party. You look at their history, uh, nothing they have ever done or stood for. Uh, is is about individual rights, especially in support of uh, civil rights for the black community. Uh, it was a Republican president that made sure Brown versus the Board of Education was enforced. Senate Democrats were the ones who uh, conducted the longest filibuster in U.S. Senate history, and that was against the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Wow. Senate Republicans enabled the Civil Rights Act to pass, Everett Dirksen uh, being the, the most important uh, leader for that. Uh, Lyndon Banks Johnson, the Great Society Program, has decimated the black community. The Democrat Party never supported 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. They, they were the ones that gave us the Ku Klux Klan, Jim Crow. And the reason why they created the Ku Klux Klan was to keep blacks from voting. 
voting Republican. So those are the facts. Those are the truths that have to be out there. If, if, if they're so upset about white supremacy and racism and, and all of this stuff, then why aren't they doing something about the founder of Planned Parenthood? Her name was Margaret Sanger, an about white supremacists and racists. Why aren't they doing something you know, against the monuments, memorials, and all of the namesakes for Robert Ku Klux Klan birds, former senator from West Virginia, who was a grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, yet he was praised by Barack Obama, Hill, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, and also Joe Biden. You don't hear them talking about that. As a matter of fact, Black Lives Matter is nothing but a front Marxist group. They, they don't care about the issues in the black community, but what the left is so good at, Audrey, mm. is that they will give a group, an organization, a name, and it just puts you on the defense and you are afraid to speak out against it. But yet I'm seeing more people now starting to say, what is this mess that they're talking about on their website? I mean, the fact that they don't believe in the traditional nuclear uh, two-parent household family, well, guess what? That used to be, when I was born in 1961, almost 77% in the black community. Thanks to the policies of the ideology that they support, the two-parent household in the black community now is 24%. Oh. And look at all the problems that have come from, from that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's absolutely, you know, listeners, all you have to do is go to their website. They are unequivocal mm-hmm. of what they stand for. And it's certainly not the black community. Um, Aaron, no. Yeah. We just passed America's uh, 244th birthday. Uh, patriots, of course, who are able to uh, expressing the joy of living in a free country where um, so many have sacrificed for our freedom. But Independence Day has a very special meaning for you. Would you share that with us? Yeah, because, you know, when I look at the fact that here I am talking to you, a, a renowned talk radio host. I'm a kid. <laughs> yeah. No, you are. I'm a kid that was born in 1961 in, a, in, in Atlanta, Georgia, in a blacks-only hospital, a segregated hospital in, in the Jim Crow South. You know, I, I grew up in the old Fort Worth neighborhood in Atlanta, Georgia, which was the neighborhood that produced and, and gave us Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Ebenezer Baptist Churches there, uh, the cradle of the civil rights movement, Auburn Avenue, right, right through the heart of the neighborhood that I grew up in. And look at what the equality of opportunity has allowed me to achieve in these United States of America. My dad was just a corporal in World War II, but yet, you know, me, his, his second son became a lieutenant colonel. And now his grandson is, uh, has made the, the list for lieutenant colonel in the United States Army. That's what we should be celebrating. We should be celebrating the equality of opportunity because that is what this country stands for, not the equality of outcomes, which is the mindset of the collective subjugation of the, of the left. They're, they're Marxist, socialist, status, uh, progressive, you know, communist perspectives. That's not what America is. And so it's very special to me when I, I think about 244 years ago, uh, this nation, was, was created, and it was created as a Christian. It was created based upon Judeo-Christian principle, that I am a sovereign individual because my rights come from a sovereign God, not from man. Yeah, amen. Uh, July 4th, uh, this was news to me, was also the 153rd birthday of the Republican Party of Texas. Now, what I didn't yeah. know, that first, that's number one, I didn't know. Number two, I didn't know that it was established by 150 brave black men. Wow. Would you expound on that for us? 
Well, I mean, I mean that just speaks truth and power to itself. Now, think about this. Okay, those 150 brave black men in the Houston-Galveston area who created the Republican Party of Texas on Independence Day of 1867, two years prior to that, on Juneteenth of 1865, June 19th, 1865, they found out that they were free. Because two years prior to that, there was a, a president by the name of Abraham Lincoln who, you know, signed a document, executive order, called the Emancipation Proclamation. Now, fast forward to where we are today. Instead of people celebrating those 150 who established this Republican Party of Texas, the statues of, of Abraham Lincoln are being torn down. There are people that actually say Abraham Lincoln didn't do enough for, for blacks. He lost his life. Yeah. The statue of Frederick Douglass was torn down this past weekend. Yeah. Guess who was the counselor? Guess who had the the ear of President Lincoln to say, you need to do this Emancipation Proclamation? That was Frederick Douglass. Wow. The, the, the fact that I, you know, four generations of my family have served in uniform as proud black men for the United States of America. Frederick Douglass was the one that convinced Abraham Lincoln and, and the leaders then to create the first all-black regiment, the 54th Massachusetts Regiment. But yet, today, just, well, a month ago, these little woke social justice warriors defaced the memorial of the 54th Massachusetts Regiment in Boston. So this is what is so confusing to me, and this is why our young people don't know our, our history. And they're just out there destroying and tearing things up because they don't know what they stand for. And sooner or later, someone has to be the adult in the room, and they've got to get this thing back on track. Yeah, uh, this this is definitely intentional, what's going on. They're pointing these young people have passion. They know that, but they also have ignorance. And they know from public school system that they've been indoctrinated with lies about our country. So this is really what's, these are really clearly Marxists behind this that are pointing them toward destroying all of, they're trying to wipe out any vestige of our history, are they not? No, you're absolutely right. And as George Santayana said back in the late 1920s, it was a quote attributed to him, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And that's the path that we're on right now. And I think that what a lot of this, you know, does entail are people trying to erase their history so that mm -hmm. people don't know truly who they are. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about the real purveyors of, you know, systemic racism in the United States of America. And that's the party of the donkey. Uh, and, and we should all know that. And, and I wrote a little piece about that on uh, this past Sunday, saying that if this is truly about, you know, getting rid and abolishing, you know, all aspects and, and organizations and everything that is tied to racism and white supremacy in the, in the history of the United States of America, then the Democrat Party should be abolished. Well, exactly. And Planned Parenthood, why aren't they, if they really were, if it really was about black lives, then why aren't they protesting outside of Planned Parenthood? Why aren't they protesting in, in Chicago? Yeah. Where, 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 you know, several young black children lost their life, or even in Atlanta. I mean, the, the mm -hmm. cradle of the civil rights movement and a young black girl lost her life because of a shooting in Atlanta. Or even in New York, where you saw the six-year-old a black girl walking hand in hand with her dad who was gunned down right before her. Yeah, I, I don't see, see the NAACP or BLM speaking out about that. They don't care. That's what we all got to understand.
Yeah, that's why they don't speak out. It's not that we're not, they're not in front of a microphone. They're intentionally not in front of a microphone. They're not saying anything. And this is, uh, when, my question is, when is somebody, one of the adults in the room, going to say, stop, enough, because they're changing everything. I mean, they're renaming things, everything. I mean, sports teams, not that they're going to matter anymore. But when is someone going to say, stop? Well, I think that you, you have you. you you're looking for great courage. Yeah. Uh, when when I look at the NFL and you know Roger Goodell saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to play the Negro national anthem before the 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 American the national anthem," that's crazy. Yeah. And I don't support that. I mean, the the lift every voice and sing was a song that we sang at the close of every you know church service when I was a kid growing up in Atlanta. That's, I know the words like off the top of my head. But it was a rally cry for our community. It wasn't a national anthem for America. Uh, but yet we have you know, so many people that are being guilted and shamed. And that's why I recommend to so many of my brothers and sisters, my white, American whites, they got to read the book White Guilt by Shelby Steele. Yes. You know, it's, it's a powerful book because that's exactly what the left is trying to do is to make white Americans uncomfortable in themselves and their skin and demonize, denigrate, and disparage them into acquiescing to foolishness. Yes, yes, I agree with you on that book. Well, uh, aren't they also, the Democrats, now segregating again? Just what they wanted they yeah. before? I mean, why are they segregating? Why are we not all Americans? Why are they trying to make it a black national anthem and an American? We're Americans. Yeah, well, they don't want that because you have to have divisiveness. Remember, the the left is all about a collective mindset, mm-hmm. uh, and so you've got to have groups and and that you pit against each other, and so that's what they continue to do to stoke those fires and issues of quote unquote racial injustice. When the greatest injustice is the failure of the Great Society programs of Lyndon Baines Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Alan, if you were speaking to a young man or woman who has been taught that erasing history is the right thing to do, how would you persuade them to view the preservation of our history as a necessity? Um, If you don't know from whence you came, you don't know who you are, you don't know where you're going. That's what I'd tell them. And history is not there for them to like or dislike. It's there for them to learn from in order that they can formulate their own uh, beliefs and value system. Uh, and, and then they have an identity, a, 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 an ideology themselves. But if you are only, as I say, if tolerance becomes a one-way street, then that leads to cultural suicide. And I think that's the path that the left wants us to be on in America is a path to cultural suicide because they only want to tolerate one perspective, one view, one uh, ideology, one philosophy of governance. That's not who we are. Yeah, it couldn't be any more anti-American. Alan, where can the listeners follow and support your excellent work and hear the Old School Patriots podcast and order the new bestseller, Hold Texas, Hold the Nation, Victory or Death? Where can they do that? Well, you can follow me at theoldschoolpatriot.com on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, And I'm also running for the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas, founded July the 4th of 1867 by 150 black men. Uh, And that election will take place on July the 17th. So it's just right around the corner. How awesome. 
And as always, I'll have this, that information on my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to AudreyRusso.com, click on the honor button, and right under the show description, you'll find all the links and info that Alan just shared. Uh, thanks so much, Alan, again, for sharing your brilliant assessments with us. We truly appreciate it. Until your next visit to the show, may God bless you, your work, and may God save America. Bye for now. Bye now. We're going to take a quick break right here, but stay right there. Up next, Steve Camp will be with us. So don't make a move. We'll be right back. In the age of Islamic terrorism, with ISIS sympathizers striking the homeland, the following words penned by Alexander Hamilton could not be more relevant. The best hope we have for concerning the people at large is that they be properly armed. Yes, a properly armed citizenry is the best way to defend the homeland against the dark forces of Islamic Jihad that violently seeks to turn America into a Sharia-compliant outpost. So, it's incumbent upon we the people to not only reject but to also combat any and all political ideologies and philosophies that infringe upon our Second Amendment rights. Because if we don't, our national model just might become Allahu Akbar. This is Audrey Russo, host of Real Talk. I've been fortunate enough to interview some of our finest military veterans over the years. Often listeners ask, how can I help support veterans? Well, my friend Major Scott Using is a best-selling author of Echo and Ramadi, and he's also the executive director for SaveTheBrave.org, a 100% certified nonprofit that is dedicated to helping connect veterans dealing with the effects of post-traumatic stress through outreach programs. When they say 100% nonprofit, they mean it. No one on their staff takes a salary. All proceeds go directly to help veterans. To donate today and really put some skin in the game, go to www.savethebrave.org and click on the donate tab to make a difference for so many who have sacrificed so much for our freedom. Thank you. You critics don't define our honor. You try to shame us for doing our job. You teach children to fear us, crowds to attack us, and good people to doubt us. But we will never back down from our sworn duty to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. We wake up every day, put on our badge, strap a gun to our hips, kiss our families goodbye, and put our lives between the law-abiding and any criminal who threatens their rights. We serve people of every color and creed, men, women, and children in violent, dangerous neighborhoods, because they have the same right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as CEOs, movie stars, and the political elite. We are Americans, and we are the American police officer. We stand with the National Rifle Association of America, and the NRA stands with us. 
Together, we're freedom's safest place. You know what makes you feel really good about yourself? Doing something good for somebody else. If you'd like to do that today, go to JDRF.org. Join them in the fight against type 1 diabetes. JDRF.org. It's something good you can do for the world. JDRF.org. Well, if you said the world has gone crazy, I think 99.9% of the Earth's population would, in fact, agree with you. Here's the thing. You can never be too prepared for the craziness that's happening all around you. Keep your head while others are losing theirs. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find an emergency food supply with a big discount because you are a Mojo 50 listener. It's not about uh, panic. It's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. Jeremy Leahy is on Mojo 5 Radio. Dr. Glass, welcome to Standing Ground. I'm happy to be here. Are you someone that is of the belief that the 25th Amendment should be invoked to move to have him removed from office? I, I am of that belief. Would you consider a United States president who on 13 separate occasions took a 22-year-old intern into a room off the Oval Office to, I'll say it, to receive oral sex, would you find that to be reckless? A person who can't tell the difference between what's real and what he wishes to be true and so keeps repeating it and winds up lying to the public and misleading people. Bill Clinton never lied to the American people and misled them. You know, Jeremy, um, you do want to quibble. In any event, I think we've, we've both agreed that we've reached these. We have. Thank you. Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. Saturday nights at 10 Eastern, Wednesdays at 12 noon on Mojo 5 Radio. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. This is Mr. P of Real Talk Radio reminding you of the following. Al Gore's dire prediction of Manhattan being underwater by 2016 never came true. And why is that? Because climate change isn't driven by science, but rather the redistribution of America's wealth via communist policies. Hello, this is comedian Nazareth, and I love listening to my friend Audrey Russo on Real Talk. It makes me feel smart. I tried to plan an exit strategy, but it didn't really work out as planned, because you can't really plan for life. With Workshops for Warriors, my future is a lot brighter than it was. It was pretty tough before I came out here, but now I have options and direction. Workshops for Warriors is a school in San Diego that trains and certifies veterans into advanced manufacturing careers, all at no cost to the veteran. They leave with portable and stackable nationally recognized credentials. Visit WFWUSA.org to learn more. Hey, this is Pete Hegseth, co-host of Fox & Friends Weekend, an Army vet, and also the author of American Crusade. But really all I care about is loving and fighting for this nation, which is why I love Real Talk with Audrey Rousseau. She tells it like it is, understands what America represents, and ultimately is willing to fight for her. God bless this country, God bless this program, and thank God for America.
Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo, and you're listening to Real Talk. The Marxist of BLM may have been tired of waiting to grab the reins of power of our great nation and decided to smash its way into control. But what they may have done is awaken the sleeping giant, a fierce enemy who will do all to protect its God-given liberty. And we're going to discuss that and more with my next guest. For my new listeners, Steve Camp is a prominent Dove Award-nominated recording artist and songwriter. He has released a total of 18 CDs and albums. He's also pastor-teacher at the Cross Church and a constitutional conservative. It's my great pleasure to give a real talk welcome back to Steve Camp. Welcome back, Steve. Hey, thank you so much. Pleasure always, Audrey, to be on your program. And what a, what a great time to talk with you. I mean, our nation is got both feet, it seems like, planted firmly in midair. So we need to bring some solid ground for people to stand on today. So this is always a joy. Exactly. Well, the joy is all ours. And I'm so glad to have you back with us and to bring some uh, clarity and some, some sanity to what's going on. We went from a devastating lockdown to Marxist bullies like BLM trashing our major cities to now the madness of these communists calling for defunding the police. Now, Steve, the police are our last line of protection from criminals. How insane is it to call for defunding them? Well, it's, it's complete insanity. It's irrational. I, I think, quoting Tucker Carlson the other night, that we have to understand the people that are calling for this are damaged people. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, that their thought yeah. process is so unclear. They're calling for the complete path for anarchists and these rioters and looters, BLM, Antifa, Muslim Brotherhood, just the list goes on and on. These are uh, domestic terrorists. We've seen that in the news. And they've actually gone in, and the, 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 the insanity of it is, Audrey, that they go into this issue, and when they come into this uh, thing like they do with uh, Seattle and Portland and different cities, especially Seattle, what happens is, is the mayor of Seattle, as you know, said it was going to be a summer of love, <laughs> uh, which was so crazy. And now when they went after her particular home, now she was calling for help. I think it was the governor of Minnesota reached out to President Trump and said, we need help. We need the National Guard. Uh, the mayor of Chicago is in complete denial. She's blaming the rioting. She's blaming all the shooting, the deaths, which has been, talk about systemic, that has been there for decades and no one has dealt with it. And she's blaming it on our president. So, yeah, the insanity of this is crazy. But what's what's interesting is, is the police, and we're big uh, Blue Lives Matter supporters here individually and at our church. Our son is a police officer in a nearby community. We really treasure what these faithful men and women do every day. 
It's backed by biblical record in Romans 13. It says they're there to keep peace in society, restrain evil, and they do not bear the sword in vain, meaning if they need to use weaponry to maintain that order, they have the authority to do so. It was so great to see the police finally come into Seattle and move that area out and and clear the chop chaz mentality that city's been retaken in fact when they retook their precinct the police were cheering and these other people they left many of them i think the leader of it when they put him in handcuffs and dragged him out he was crying Crying. like a baby (laughs) you know so this is where we have to be that it's absolute anarchy this is insurrectionism and it cannot be tolerated. I'm glad to see some of these governors and mayors, even in blue states, finally step up. I hope our president will even turn up the temperature of the water a little more and say, if you're not going to act by this time tomorrow, I'm sending in the, the National Guard, which he has complete authority to do. So crazy that they are tolerating this kind of uh, threatenings and intimidation but if we realize uh, that uh, BLM isn't concerned about black lives, you said it right there, Audrey, they are Marxist organization. I, I put up a little tweet the other day that said, I cannot support Black Lives Matter because I love black people. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is these guys are completely against uh, the the home, the family, the education, the prosperity, the business rights, peace in the community for black Americans. And uh, I hope that the black community is starting, it seems like, to wise up about this and uh, to really say we're not going to stand for this kind of mistreatment and violence anymore, especially that's hurting our families. And so sad to see these little children die at the hands of some of the BLM folks spraying bullets unconscionable this nation we need to take it back not only for the peace of the nation but really uh for the dignity of how our nation was founded one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all exactly these are angry violent children my my uh, undergraduate work is in education this is exactly what we would deal with uh that they are they can't get their way and they will do anything to get their way. And they're usually yeah. angry when they do it. And as you, you mentioned, the, the leader was brought out crying, in handcuffs crying. They had to carry yeah, him out. Did you see that? Yes, I did. I, saw I thought, <laughs> man, this is just desserts right here. This is excellent. You know, it's yeah. these people are cowards at heart. Yeah. Uh, they want to trumpet Michael Brown, the Ferguson effect, but yet... They won't protest for Tyshawn Lee, a little nine-year-old boy in Chicago that was killed by gangbangers. Um, you know, they, they want to uh, condone the looting and the rioting, and they'll, they'll, you know, take up for George Floyd. We understand the horrificness of that situation. Uh, but yet then they're not going to celebrate a wonderful black police chief out of St. Louis, David Dorn, and the tragic of his execution at the hand of these looters. They have an agenda. It's not all black lives matter to them. It's really only a few handful cherry-picked black lives for political reasons that Al Sharpton and others within the race grievance industry want to trumpet to line their own pockets, not to bring 
real hope and victory for the black community in this country. Exactly. We know we in New York know Al Sharpton. He's got a lot of blood on his hands. Um, It's it's really scary days we live in because when the media has prostituted itself out to politics, now that the media lied about uh, hydroxychloroquine or HCQ and how effective it was, you know, for patients of COVID. They did so for political reasons. They, They don't like the president. The president endorsed it. So the media demonized it. Steve, isn't it possible the media really is culpable in, in many deaths of Americans because they lied about a, a cure for COVID just to hurt the president? Yeah, you know what? That's a very insightful and poignant question, Audrey. I, I think no question that they are certainly aiding and abetting uh, the narrative, the lies, and therefore are contributory to the uh, lack of proper health care that can be given. We have to realize something. You said it, that 99% of people that, I think it's 99.2% that yes. catch COVID, that are tested positive for COVID-19, the coronavirus, uh, nothing happens to them. Completely, complete recovery. 81%, though, of all COVID-related deaths uh, are by elderly people in elderly care facilities, average age of 82. Yes, yes. And so what you have is they're saying now over 130,000 Americans have died of COVID. Uh, we talked about this, I believe, last time we were speaking together that I have doctor friends around the country that, according to Fauci and, uh, and Burks, they were saying, what, back in March, that every death must be recorded as a COVID-19 death. So they were reporting literally gunshot wounds. And on the, on the death certificate, it said COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is the, the kind of uh, wrong data that's coming out from CDC and Fauci. And I believe Robert Redfield's a good guy, but it's, it's one of those things that um, the, the numbers are definitely cooked. Uh, an example of this is that back just, what, six, seven weeks ago, the CDC had downgraded their numbers to saying only about 11,000 in April had actually died of COVID out of the 65,000. Then in May, they readjusted that to 30,000 out of 70,000. Now they're saying all 130,000 are COVID deaths, but we haven't heard about heart disease so far this year. We haven't heard about the flu. Uh, We haven't heard about pneumonia and all these other things. It's all being lumped in. One doctor friend of mine said that Possibly the 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 COVID deaths related to this nationally out of a population of 330 million are maybe less than actually 5,000. The vast majority of, of those other deaths are people that were not asymptomatic, but people that had severe underlying conditions yes, already, 82 it. years of age. Again, four-fifths of those that died, elderly care facilities. Uh, these dear people already had severe health issues. They died with COVID, but not from COVID. Right. So with a man like Fauci, what has happened is is every model, and I hope people really hear this, every model that he and the CDC have ever put out there, 100%, this is where he has been correct 100% of the time, every model has been wrong. Yes. Wrong statistics, wrong things. So 
when when the president takes chloroquine and he's feeling great, you know, plus the z pack and other people around the country were taking it, and within three or four days, they're released from hospitalization. By the way, that's the other the other piece of news here. The leveling of the curve, you know, was was the amount of people entering the healthcare facility at hospitals so that the doctors would not be overrun. Every one of them, including New York City in a big way, Cuomo has a lot to answer for. Yeah. Not only that he sent infected uh, adults, elderly people back into, uh, you know, elderly care facilities uh, for elderly people, but all the extra 4,000 beds, all the ten, tens of thousands of ventilators he said he needed, every hospital in the country, most hospitals have closed their COVID wings Every hospital has not had a run because of this. So if that's the case here, Audrey, what is going on? Why has this happened perpetuating this lie? Is COVID a real virus? Yes. Is it the bubonic plague? No. No. (laughs) It's not a killer. And so the bottom line is our governor, DeSantis, um, he said he's been very controversial today, but he said, hey, in August... Florida schools will be opening. Boy, is the press having a heyday with this. Yes, right. Yeah, oh, they you know? they can't stand it. Yeah, because Fauci is, he, somebody needs to tape his, forget a mask, tape his mouth shut, because he is continuing the fear-mongering of the media, uh, yeah. or he's spurring it on, and, and a good part of the nation is still paralyzed in fear. They think that if you get this, you die, and there's nothing, there's absolutely no truth to that. To me, this is beyond evil because it steals vision and hope from the population, does it not? Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting, um, this thing with COVID. Uh, not too long ago, uh, there were some very interesting statistics that came out uh, involving COVID and so forth. First of all, you know, I, I like hope and I like facts. And so here's a message of hope for people that the vast majority of people uh, that haven't been tested, that possibly could have gotten the virus, but yet they are asymptomatic. They don't have any symptoms. Mm-hmm. The good news with that is that once they're tested and they're discovered to be maybe asymptomatic, there's not one case on record of any person with COVID virus that's been asymptomatic that has passed that on to someone else as an act of contagion. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. And so that's a that's such a positive thing for us as people to be aware of when we are talking with other people. Most of the people that have it, I don't know if I have it, Audrey, mm-hmm. you know, I've never been tested. Right. But the bottom line is, is I know that my immune system is strong, mm-hmm. my antibodies are up, and that here in this COVID-enriched environment, Uh, where someone could just accidentally sneeze or cough and people immediately think, oh, man, call the coroner. They're on their way to (laughs) to knocking on heaven's door. So we have to get back to these facts that that this... Now, Fauci, just what, two weeks ago, came out and admitted and said that he lied to the American people um, about masks and about how the disease is spread and he lied about that masks are a necessary thing to have 
every scope of this thing, we've been lied to on the data. The thing that has, has uh, I don't know, kind of unlocked my heart and mind on this ever since the beginning, somebody asked me the other day, in fact, they said, when did you discover that not that, that, not that the virus was a hoax, because it's a real virus, but that the numbers were being amped up and that how the government was driving this was not a good thing. And I said, right back in February, where they started to talk about and then wanted to have healthy people quarantined. And Audrey, that has never happened in the history of our nation. Right. Who quarantines healthy individuals? Even in the scriptures in the Old Testament, when pestilence and disease, especially leprosy, was there, going back 6,000 years of redemptive history, they quarantined the leper. They didn't quarantine healthy people. So when you see the government asking, and especially Fauci and the CDCers, asking for the quarantining of healthy people, you know something is up. Now, uh, not to be long on this, but now they're coming directly after churches, aren't yes. they? Yes. Oh, well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, apparently Christian persecution is alive and well in California by uh, Gavin Newsom. He's His mandate that there be no singing or chanting in churches, churches can't be seen as anything but targeting of Christians. Am I correct? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, here they're saying that People must use cloth face coverings. Now they don't have to be medically produced. Just tie a bandana around your face. Uh, you know, that might help you in, in a sandstorm, but it's not going to... Or to rob anything. a bank. Yeah, it'll help you rob a bank, but that's about it. it exactly. <laughs> or, or a stagecoach. Yeah. <laughs> so they're saying, what did Newsom pass, but it's not law. It was just his wishes for the state. But yeah. people, unfortunately, in California treat it as if it's law. Yeah. We're getting Civics 101 that only state legislatures can make law. Mm -hmm. Just like federally, the president can't make law. Congress must make law. The president enforces law. The, the Supreme Court evaluates the constitutionality of the law. S similar in a state level, the Supreme Court would... Uh, evaluate constitutionality, circuit court judges the same, but they cannot make law. So when they see adding, you know, that you cannot have more than 100 people or 25% of your congregation gathered, which is ever less in California, California virtually the home of so many megachurches, that uh, churches are literally cowering under this. And I've been trying to encourage them, please don't give in to this. You're right. They're saying suspend or decrease choir or congregational singing. Some are saying they shouldn't take communion because others are preparing it. If someone touches it or drinks, you know, from a goblet that you're supposed to share, people are going to die. Uh, limit handshaking. Don't hug. Yeah. Uh, considering this was my favorite. Consider electronic collection boxes. Oh my God! I guess they're telling us how to worship. They're telling this is what they're doing. They're telling us how to worship how to worship and how many and what we can do during it. This is persecution. Now, Audrey, go back to your initial question earlier. It's not only Newsom and Garcetti, right. uh, the mayor, I think, isn't that correct, of, yes. of L.A., of, LA. Mm -hmm. of, of doing this here for churches. But now you have what happened at Grace Baptist Church in Troy, New York, upstate New York, near Albany, just this last weekend, where members of BLM crashed the service, were beating up young people. It's all over the net. You can see it. 
I have pastor friends that are up in uh, New York area, upstate, that we're on a Zoom cast with uh, several pastors from around the country. And he said, did you guys see this? And he sent us the link. And now they're not respecting, forget the health COVID issues that government is trying to superimpose to say, churches, you can burn, you just can't have for worship. Uh, churches can't meet because it'll be a hot spread, as drug uh, Drudge had said it today, of spreading COVID-19, but yet you can gather tens of thousands of people in the street to protest violently um, against people uh, claiming racial, uh, you know, disingenuous persecution from white cops to black kids. Mm -hmm. It's nonsense. And so when you have this early on, we don't quarantine healthy people. We don't put masks on healthy people. We don't see places of worship now used for a burning or used for violence by groups that say they love black individuals, but yet they're there as Marxist, domineering, domestic, uh, Muslim Brotherhood, uh, local terrorists for control and to implement Sharia law. So, you know, this is the status we live in. As a Christian, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. That sound mind there, Audrey, in the Greek, it literally means to have a well-prioritized, clear-thinking, linear mind so you're not given over to fear, because fear causes people to act in sporadic and these hysterical ways. That's where we are. California to New York, it could be BLM, it could be the governor, and they're shutting down congregations. Hey, listen, we've never shut our doors here. We've never had one person in our church, though we're smaller, catch COVID-19. We've never had one person tested with it, be symptomatic with it. And we have a funeral this weekend that we're going to celebrate this dear man 83 years old, is home with the Lord. We're going to have a celebration of life. We're going to have a chance to share the gospel. And, uh, you know, what, regardless of what the county or the state says, that everyone has to wear a mask, we're not complying. That's an unjust, inappropriate ruling that is not even considered law. We've got to take a stand. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's a there's a need for this. John Knox said it during his time with Bloody Mary and, and so forth, you know, back in the day. He said resisting tyranny is obedience to God, and we need to resist the tyranny that's happening in our nation today. Well, I love that quote. I do. I love that. It is. It is. We don't, uh, I don't understand why, well, most are ill-educated um, in, in the Christian community because they choose to be, not because they have to be. Uh, I find it humorous that those that claim systemic racism are some of the most privileged people in our country. And this is a case in point. The Potts, who in selfishness started the whole dissing of the American flag, Colin Kaepernick, uh, just signed deals with Nike, Netflix, and Disney. Now, tell us again about systemic racism. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. This is the issue that we see. But you see that his racist tendencies and his call to stand against the oppression of what's going on, all of that falls away depending on how he can spin it to make millions of dollars. 
Um, listen, that's why l- last night on, on Twitter, I, I put down some people were asking, uh, what are some of the voices that we should be listening to? Uh, and I put down these amazing black voices you should be reading, listening, understanding, and driving history from. Read them, learn from them, respect them. You Have One is a guest on the show today, Burgess Owen. Yes. Uh, also, Thomas Sowell, Robert Woodson, Carol Swain, Walter Williams, Shelby Steele, Larry Elder, Wilford Riley, Tlaib Starks, yes. Candace Owen, David J. Harris, Booker T. Washington. Man, read his autobiography, Up From Slavery. It will change your life in matters of what's going on today. John Jasper, a great slave preacher during the 1800s coming out of the Civil War. Clarence Thomas, Frederick Douglass, Kevin Jackson, Ben Carson. Uh, The list goes on and on. And boy, Larry Elder's film, UncleTom.com. Go get it. It's 20 bucks. Look at it. Invite friends and neighbors in. These are clear-headed thinking uh, historious uh, people that are representing our nation's history, yes. even the truth of Scripture, in a vibrant and powerful way. We don't have to stand for the loud and proud voices of BLM. The movement, man, protect uh, all ethnicities, all races, all people of different tribes, different languages, different colors because they are all created in the image of a holy God. These are incredible men and women. Read them, educate yourself, and let's take our nation back for the glory of God. Amen. And I'm going to add to that list uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West as well. Who? Oh, tremendous. Yes, he, yeah, he's he in that phenomenal. too. He's in the Uncle Tom uh, film too as well. He is. And as always, I'll have these links in my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to AudreyRusso.com, click on the on-air button, and right under the show description, you'll find all the links that Steve just shared for you to follow so you don't have to search for them. Thanks so much, Steve, for sharing your brilliant assessments with us. Will you join us again on the show? Yes? Oh, a- absolutely. Any Anytime, day or night. And uh, if, if I have to call remote in, it may mean that uh, the, the gates are being stormed here. So we'll call the troops. <laughs> Excellent. Until then, may God bless you, your work, and may God save America. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Real Talk with Audrey Russo. You can follow Audrey at her website, AudreyRusso.com, where you can find the live show, archives, articles, and much more. She's also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Read her articles also at Liberty, Great Britain, and Barb Wire. Join us next time as Audrey exits stage right. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5.0.